0: For 100 years, he has wandered the halls of Whipstaff Manor, hoping for a friend. The wait uh, hi. is over. Oh, man! Now, get ready. 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 For a wondrous ride to the other side. Smell You guys are disgusting, obnoxious creeps. Thank you. Universal Pictures cool. and Amblin Entertainment invite you to discover the secrets. Hurry up, come on! The surprises. <laughs> and the spirit. Casper, this is beautiful. Of Casper. I'm gonna be alive. Find a special, special, friend special friend who never lets us down. <laughs> bong, bong. Who One understands screen. it all. Reaches out. <laughs> out each time you fall. <laughs> You're, You're the best, best friend that, that i
1: found.
0: Boom, <laughs> boom, I know bong, that you, you can't stay. A part Part of of you will never, never ever go away. Your heart will stay. I'll make a wish wish for you you and hope it will come come true that life life would just be kind to such such a gentle mind. mind. If If you lose your way, Think back on yesterday. Remember me this
1: way. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Remember me this way. Hello! Hey! Yo! Yo! yo, yo. And welcome to the What the What podcast. I am co-founder of the What the What podcast, Eric Creech. I'm
1: the other co-founder, Kyle Whitley. Yes, now that he is done if, fixing the Lazarus machine, Kyle Whitley, everybody. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are sure even listening to this point. You're like, what the world is this? What? Shut us the off. Literally, what, what the, the what? what? <laughs> and then shut it off. Oh,
0: remember me this way, haunting... Middle school dances since nineteen ninety five, probably not now. Anytime soon, they played. Their like, kids probably have never heard that song. Now you know what I'm going to play it this week. You should. I'm going to play. It. That's gonna gonna Old be, Town They're, they're, they're going to run the pacer test to this song.
1: They should. It'll be a real <laughs> slow test.
0: Very slow test. Um, w- welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're back and better than ever. We're excited yes. for today's topic. We're here. Um, this episode will air in the middle of October which is Halloween month. Halloween month. Our, one of our favorite months. It's I, one of my favorites. I don't know what rivals it. I know December probably rivals it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the last three months of the year are just are
1: the best. really
0: mm-hmm. unrivaled because you have Halloween, all the candy, then you have all the food, mm-hmm. and then you have all the presents. And <laughs> all
1: the thanks. you got to have all your thanks in there. Sure, absolutely. That's the whole reason. The whole that. reason. Thanks.
0: So uh, we are going to be discussing from 1995.
1: Grand debut. Casper. The friendly ghost. Yes. That's not the, the tagline or anything no but, but he, we know him that's who he is
0: he was an established character before this movie uh he cartoons cartoon, uh, comic. comic strips um, but this was uh, I believe the first uh, and maybe even the only um like live action Casper movie
1: I feel like they did a directed TV one with the little was it Hillary Duff dressed as a little red witch possibly I think
0: possibly we probably need to do but it wasn't as good of that. a
1: quality uh, I don't know for sure I'm trying to think I think her name is Wendy or something like that Okay. But yeah, either way is it, uh, it was all right. Not as great as the 1995 classic from our childhood that we'll call a classic today, uh, I guess it's a classic same way that you call Red Hot Chili Peppers classic rock now, and System of a Down classic rock. I don't. Melody was telling me these things at Price Team Price said today. Okay. Uh yeah, classic rock. Classic. You know, things that we grew up listening to is now classic yes. rock.
0: Hey, it came out 24 years ago. So that's pretty classic. Yep, pretty classic to us. So. Um, So we're going to jump right into this movie. I'll give you a little bit of the plot details. Um, So the main villain of this movie, I didn't realize it until today, because I watched it uh, right after church today. Mm -hmm. The main villain's name is Kerrigan. Kerrigan. And I could have sworn it was Carolyn.
1: No, it was Kerrigan. I remember that. Yeah,
0: I thought it was Kerrigan. I mean, even when I was quoting it this morning Mm -hmm. before church, I thought it was Carolyn. I've hated
1: Carolyn's ever since.
0: But it's... Kerrigan, which is just as stupid. Might as well a cardigan. But Kerrigan, she, uh, after the death of her father, discovers that she's been left pretty much nothing other than this one big uh, manor, uh, or this mansion called Whipstaff Manor, mm-hmm. in a place called Friendship, Maine, which actually a real Actually place. exists. Yes. So they go. There, there's apparently some buried treasure in the house, and she's just wanting the money. So they go, and then they get spooked and scared by the ghost that lived there. Yep. Um, after a few uh, failed attempts at getting the ghost out, one can talk about that a little more in our fun facts and mm-hmm. trivia or best scenes, whatever, um, or even best quotes, they stumble upon a psychiatrist, uh, Dr. James Harvey, who is a psychiatrist for the dead. The dead. Um, helps them cross over from being ghosts because ghosts have unfinished business. That's why they're still around. That's why they're still around. So... Um, Doctor Harvey and his teenage daughter Kat, who play, was played by Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci, um, they go and move into the house, and they encounter the ghost Casper, but also his three loud, boisterous uncles. Um, I'm trying to remember their names: Fatso, Fatso, Stretch, Stretch and, and Stinky. stinky <laughs> I love Stinky. Fantastic. I don't names. know the fact
1: that I couldn't smell like as a child, like it didn't <laughs> even relate to me, but just the fact of being a kid and this guy doing a big green mist fog, which is hilarious to me that it made people sick.
0: And then, so the plot of this movie is Dr. Harvey, Cat's dad, is really just, he's coping with the loss of his late wife yep. and Cat's mother. And he's thinking that if he goes down this, you know, this path, you know, he's going, moving to different places, looking for people to help cross over. He'll eventually run into his wife, mm-hmm. who he thinks has unfinished business.
1: Because... He, he and his daughter are still there on Earth, yes. so he feels like mm-hmm. they're still unfinished business.
0: And Kat goes to a new school, and by s- circumstance, they all find out where she lives, and they're like, hey, the gym's being renovated. We, have, we had the Halloween party. Let's just have it at her house, because it's super spooky, and it has a lot of room. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really get a vote. We'll talk about that later. They're all shocked <laughs> that she lives there, too. Yes, so like they're like super
1: shocked. Yeah, because it's been known in that community to be a haunted house. Yes. Um, so they're planning
0: for the party. Casper and Cat are getting to know each other. Uh, Cat's helping Casper remember his childhood and you know his life, because when you become a ghost, you forget for all, all those things. And it turns out there's a way to revive ghosts into actual living people. Mm-hmm. Um, the villain, Kerrigan, and her attorney, Dibs, mm-hmm. um, they find out where this treasure is. It's in a locked safe. So they, But they also discover the Lazarus, which revives dead people. It's like the, Lazarus pit out of Batman. Yeah. And they decide, well, if one of us kills the, the other one, they can go get the, uh, the treasure out, and then we could revive them. Yep. And that goes wrong for, for so sure. many different reasons. And turns out in the struggle of Dr. Harvey trying to get Fatso Stretch and Stinky to cross over, mm-hmm. he ends up getting drunk, and he falls out of a door and ends up dying himself. Yep. Very dark for a movie, for a kid's movie. Um, so they end up resurrecting... Cat's dad, because then she would be parentless, and that would be mm-hmm. awful. Um, but for Casper's good deed, he is visited by Cat's mother, who apparently is an angel, yep. and allows him to become a real a real boy, you know, like mm-hmm. Pinocchio. I'm a real boy. Um, until 10 o'clock that night, which yeah. I've got to say, before we even get kind of a jerk move, because he literally was like a, a real person for five minutes. Yeah. It's like, you can stay up until 10. It's like, it's 9.56. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He literally had time for one dance, and then he turned back into Casper. Um, but uh, Dr. Harvey finds his closure with his uh, late wife who visits him and says, I don't have unfinished business because you loved me so much while I was here that you didn't leave me anything unfinished. Don't let me be your unfinished business. Yep. And Casper turns back into a ghost, scares all the classmates, and then they end dancing to a rock version of Casper the Friendly Ghost. I love that. Um, I loved this movie mm-hmm. growing up. I mean, I know we said it about every
1: movie. Yeah. Um, but well, they hold a special part in your life. Like you don't, because watching this now, we were talking about a little bit before we started recording. Watching this now is a completely different movie than watching it as a kid. Yeah. Uh, Erica watched it with me last night when we were watching it together. And there's so many lines that are in here that we definitely don't remember, but there's a lot of different things. That you just they use remember. the B word more than they should for a rated PG movie. Yeah. I mean, um, but I don't know. Like, cause for me, my memory of it is it's, you know, I knew there were some sad parts, but for the most part, like, oh, it's a funny movie, very fun kids movie. It's more sad than it is fun. No,
0: whenever like, I see Kat's reaction to her ghost father flying around who doesn't remember her because he's yes. a ghost, and she's tearing up, I'm about to start crying. Yes. And it's like...
1: But it's I, good, and it's done in a good way, too. Like, because of that, like you said, those scenes right there, they hit you. It's not a, oh, man, this is just a sad, depressing movie. This is a, a sad moment that hits you hard, like... That you can, you know, I don't necessarily relate to, you know, your ghost dad flying around, but the fact of missing someone that much, and just thinking about the fact that this entire movie literally is based on a man missing his wife, yes. because without that you wouldn't have the he wouldn't be doing the job, yeah, he, he wouldn't be in this house in the first place, trying to find it, he wouldn't be relating to Gasper, to Casper. that'd be the gassy version <laughs> of Casper, I guess, um, but Casper and his uncles, I mean, you would miss all that, so that's the basis of this movie. And then it grows in deeper with other relationships too with other people like out to get rich or Casper is just trying to have friends because he doesn't have friends. friends. There's
0: a thread there where Casper scares everyone he meets because they're scared of ghosts. Mm -hmm. Cat has moved and been in nine different schools in two years, so she doesn't remember anyone's name. So she's just looking for a friend. There's a connection there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm glad they brought those threads together to see, you know, you have the paranormal Casper and the normal uh, in Cat and they forge a, really unique friendship and that that's really
1: cool to see um even now um but um well part a scene that stands out to me too because you briefly you touched on it where cat starts realizing that casper doesn't remember anything about yeah. like his, his childhood and for you to look at and realize like i think in the cartoons and there in the comic strips before casper was a ghost and he was just a ghost from a ghost family he didn't really have a background but for this movie they gave him one mm-hmm. um, he actually
0: gets a last name
1: he does but then also too like when he starts remembering things, where he he's a boy, young child ghost because he died when he was a young boy, uh, he briefly mentions. I don't know if he word for it says it, but the, the idea is he got pneumonia. Yes, and he died. Well, they don't
0: say pneumonia slide out, but he stayed out in the cold on that sled way too long, mm-hmm. and he got cold, and then he got sick. And he says, and then I remember my dad being sad. Yeah, and, and then and then he he was, was trying to
1: like it just, and then he was haunting the house, and his dad went crazy mm-hmm. because. Casper's still hanging around, and like I said, I guess too, like it's even more sad to think about now. They don't even touch on this, but Casper's literally haunting per se. He's not really haunting; he's just hanging out in the house he grew up in. But he's haunting it to his dad, and he has no clue that his dad's the guy that he's hanging out with, like trying to talk to him. Imagine, Mm -hmm. you know, the dad. I would assume would kind of get an idea if he ever actually talked to Casper that it was his boy. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the that's you look at it even deeper than that. Casper's haunting a house. But he's not haunting anyone that he, in any connection to the life he previously lived. No. So he's doomed to this life of haunting mm-hmm. for eternity. And that's a scary thing yeah. when you think about it. Cause I don't know, his favorite baseball player was, um, was it Dick Snyder uh, yeah, from the Brooklyn sorry. Dodgers? And he played in the, um, in like the 30s gotcha. and 40s, I believe. See, I didn't even know that. So he he's he has been around a while. He'd been around a while. You know, we're talking about a kid who was literally. You know, if he was twelve years old and his favorite player was this, he was probably born in the thirties, mm-hmm. maybe the late twenties, and so he. he around a while. You know, he'd while. been around at that Has point been. for fifty or sixty years as a ghost. That's crazy. Um, d- yeah, there's your fun fact before yeah. we even get the fun facts. Um, some things I took away from this movie. Mm-hmm. It is really messed up it for is. a kids' movie. It is. First of all, three deaths. Okay, mm-hmm. three deaths. All right, we had. Um, Kerrigan, mm-hmm. who crashes her car into a tree and then steps out to no ground underneath her, falls off a cliff, she becomes a ghost. And then her um well you can even say a fourth death because she ends up crossing over. That was very graphic for even like more yes. than I remembered. <laughs> then you have Doctor Harvey, mm-hmm. who ends up coming back to life, but he's drunk at a bar. There's actually another guy in the bar there which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, where the other three ghosts are plotting to kill him so they can become a quartet. Yeah,
1: um, they're not. It's not even out of hatred. They're just ghosts. They, they don't realize the love or have any thought of that. They're exactly. Just like, oh, it'd be cool. To have and then they
0: decide. Now. Wait a minute, we can't kill him. And then he steps out into a danger That's zone. Like an or, Elbhurst, yeah, and, and so he dies. And then you have uh, was it Dibs? Yeah, some like that. Ker- Kerrigan threw him out of a window. I'm sure he's dead. Okay, but mm-hmm. he probably didn't come back as a ghost. You know, he lived his miserable life. Um, so three deaths. There's a possible fourth death in the early scenes when she's hiring the um, the exorcist.
1: We'll talk where, about him a little bit later. Yeah,
0: low. he comes out with his head turned around backwards. There's no way he survives, by the way. I don't understand how he There's
1: another death, because literally the movie starts off yeah. at a table because her de- granddad or whatever had passed away. Yeah, I
0: mean, there's just so much death in this movie, and some of it, if not... Some of it's played for laughs. I mean, mm-hmm. even Dr. Harvey, he comes in, and as a kid, I'm thinking... Oh, you know, he's, you know, you pull his finger and he's like making the fart jokes.
1: And mm-hmm. I mean, um, it was funny as a kid. You it, didn't it was funny really as a
0: kid, but now I'm like looking back, like, oh my God, this is horrific. This is terrible. But um, the fact
1: is, too, like, I don't know, because there were praises. I did look back on some reviews and stuff. There were praises for the fact of them approaching death in a way for kids to be able to talk, to understand about death a little bit at that young of an age. Now, I don't think it's necessarily, it wasn't like a huge review where they got Oscars or anything for death, but it's one of those things they at least approached a topic that not many kids things would. And like you say, I guess they did it in a way as like a child. I don't remember so much about the sadness of it as I do. Oh, like, Oh, that's funny. He's like, pull my finger type deal. I do remember because same way, you know, we've both talked about being musical people. There's musical, like the music they have in the scenes behind the stuff where she's like super sad. She's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. Like trying to do a pinky promise with her dad. And then he finally gets it. And it's like a heart wrenching moment. Same way you want to tear up at that moment. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Like I say, it is pretty messed up in the sense of all that. I do think it's you know kind of cool in the way it approaches some things and some topics. But it does just throw death out there super quick and easy. Like it's no big deal. People die, like no problem. Like die, bring them back. Die, bring them back. Like
0: I mean, that's not even mentioned Casper's death. Though
1: you don't even see your child. The uncles you know nothing about.
0: Exactly. I mean, they're his uncles. To be fair, are they they really his uncles? Yeah, exactly. Are they just their home team because they've always been around? Mm -hmm. Um, and what are what are their unfinished business? Yeah. um, so, a lot, lot of just, you know, much darker for a kid's PG film in 1995 than I had even realized. Um, but there are some cool things in there, some cool cameos. Um, like I said, I, I think I had a huge crush on Kat's character. She was a very, sure. I mean, as a I child, you were like 9 or 10 years old, and she was 12. It's like, man, she's pretty. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I liked her. You know, she was not the super popular kid. She was against the grain mm-hmm, type deal. Absolutely. Uh, I, somebody really stands out to me, as soon as you say the movie, Casper. During this time, Pizza Hut was running it yes. where they sold, like, they technically were puppets where they're like plastic characters of Casper and his three uncles. I don't remember my family ever eating Pizza Hut a ton growing up. I feel like we ate pizza, pizza in more often. But I remember, like, begging my mom and, like, saving up money and having her go just to the drive-thru at Pizza Hut just to buy me those Casper figures. Right. Uh, so I remember those. They glowed in the dark. I thought it was really cool. Uh, so I did that. Um, another thing that stands out, we'll go ahead and just touch the subject. Remember Me This Way. Yes. Now, we joked about it a little bit. You know, we laughed at it over here. That song, though, I remember being in middle school. I remember it being like a middle school, you know, dance type a dance song. dance staple. But I remember watching that and it just hitting you in the heart and being like, for me, like I overanalyzed that song. I remember being like the kid that didn't have a girlfriend yet or anything like that and just overanalyzing it and just thinking about, you know, I would hope people would remember me this way or whatever. I remember I was playing guitar at the time and I would listen to it I downloaded it on Limewire or whatever it was back in the day, and I'd play my guitar along with it. Not like I would like do, I guess, the melody lines as like a solo type thing. Even to the extent of like, I bet the school, you know, we would they let me play it at school. We could yeah. the school. We'd have the you know the chorus sing along and
0: be our big break.
1: I was watching like you know back then Metallica put out the S&M album with you know the orchestra. I was like, can you imagine like the band playing and me playing guitar and blah 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 blah. And then of course none of that happened. But we did sing it. We did sing it in middle school. You sang it in eighth grade. I yes, sang it in Yes, we did. Grade. That's right. It's I think we nice talked song. about this
0: in a previous episode. We did. Um, where we sang this song as our eighth grade graduation, and um, the course teacher, your aunt, um, aunt my aunt, aunt uh, she changed the second verse so we could be, be abiding by copyright laws. Oh, see, so. I,
1: I didn't remember any of that. I just remembered singing the song. Um, but that, I, and I guess that's maybe why that song hit me a little bit different, because knowing you stood there as an eighth grader, I've mentioned before i think eighth grade was one of my favorite all-time years of school um it was a time where i kind of found myself and figured out you know who i was with friends and having fun um and kind of coming my own my own person uh but i remember standing that and like the same way i talked about doug funny about his graduation like from eighth grade to ninth grade or whatever where you're saying goodbye to these types of moments and memories and you're you know you are moving on together to the next school and everything else but there's that emotional moment. I think that's why that song hits me the way it does. Um, even last night when it came on, I started singing along with it, and mm-hmm. Erica's just kind of like giggling at me or whatever. But, yeah. um, Well, Kyle. Yes. I'm sorry. It's okay. What? For what?
0: For not believing you, for thinking you were a total loser.
1: <laughs> oh, honey, apologize later.
0: Well, no time to apologize because we're going to get into our best scenes okay. of the movie. You like how we transitioned
1: that? I love how Eric's like, for those at home that can't see, Eric's <laughs> literally holding up his phone for dialogue from the movie and like, <laughs> repeat this. Like.
0: Well, you know, sometimes it's better for us to, you know, sometimes I'll do a random quote Eric from the movie. Eric's usually pretty good at throwing um, those around. But sometimes I need help and I can't do we both did. parts. So <laughs> yeah. we're jumping in the best scene. Kyle, what do you have for best scenes uh, so far?
1: Um, I really have one big best scene. We honestly have touched on a little bit, uh, but we talked about how... Cat's dad passed away, you know, or whatever, but he still comes back as a ghost. He comes into the scene, though, because right before Casper is remembering this Lazarus pit, he's remembering all these things, not the pit, but the machine, where he has brought Cat down into this, you know, locked basement type, you know, hidden away area to show her this thing. And he's excited. Th- he literally steps into the machine. And he's about to become a real boy again. And, you know, they've been talking. They're kind of crushed on each other a little bit, but they're friends. You know, they finally have each other. He's in this machine about to become a boy again, and then in comes Cat's dad. Uh, He's drunk, you know, a drunk ghost that doesn't remember his daughter at all. Uh, They have these moments, and then Casper comes out and gives up his chance to become a real boy, to have friends, to have another chance at life. And if you're considering he died as a young boy, he never had a chance to really live a lot of life anyway, but he's giving up his chance so that, you know, Cat can have her dad back. Um, So in that moment, you know, he... He gives up his opportunity at life. At that point, you know, we talked about how Cat's mom comes back, offers up, you know, Casper the opportunity to stay, be a real boy till 10 o'clock. He tries to pull the Cinderella thing and say at least till midnight, and she's like, don't push your luck, you know, 10 o'clock. I don't know. It's a real big emotional part of that where he comes back. You know, you you have the song. You have Cat and him dancing together. You have this emotional moment. You have the moment where the dad's been waiting for the entire movie to finally see his long-lost love again. And like you talked about, you already quoted the whole line a, a while ago. But um, just the fact that they finally have that conclusion there. Everybody, for those brief few minutes, just finally have that conclusion they've been hoping for and wishing for this whole movie. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's just it kind of that heartwarming moment. Um, at first, you know, it's almost sad for me. Because first, it is sad. We're dealing with Kat and her dad. But then also, from Casper's point of view, where he's finally just has remembered all these things about his life. And he's about to get somewhat of that back, a little bit at least. But he willingly gives it up for a cat and her dad. I mean, that's just true love. As a friend, there is just what love looks like. Um, so that's my favorite scene. There's it's, very, it's very touching, yeah,
0: and it's a great scene. It's definitely one of my favorites as well. Um, I'm, you know, we, me and you have talked about in a lot of movies how we really just we really connect with the big emotional mm-hmm. moments, and we can really see them for uh, deeply and truly for what they are. I'm going to go the whole a whole different direction. Good, but at the very very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. the uh, the two. Um, previous, um, or even three previous uh, people that Kerrigan, who by the way, before we even get into that, she was a very 90s villain. She In was. Fact, there were two very 90s villains. You had Kerrigan, who is this woman who is just heck bent <laughs> on mm. just being as rude and mean as possible, like, as loud as possible. I think of her and compare her to the uh, the woman from Beethoven Second, who wanted to drown the puppies. Yes. Okay. Okay. like very similar. Um, and then the other uh, very 90s villain is the popular girl who wanted to have mm-hmm. the party at her beach house, and um, we were going to have it. Well, we'll take a vote, and and she just wants to get revenge on Cat because, well, someone stole my thunder, and you
1: can't steal my thunder. Anyway, but... You know who that girl was? No. She was often in Home Improvement. I don't think you would know she, that. Oh, one. she was... Um, Brad's she w- girlfriend. Brad's girlfriend, that's right. She would right. call him Bradley. Bradley, yes.
0: Um, but back you to... Know, uh,
1: you, real quick, too. Do you know her? her... her I don't know if they're officially boyfriend is, but he kind of cat kind of crushes on him.
0: Oh, uh, um, no, I don't.
1: The blonde guy that ends up, yeah, she's on I, his I, shoulders. I, yeah, Vic, yeah. Same kid plays Guy in The Mighty Ducks. Oh, So, you know, nice. also there. One quick other one, throw it in there, right in the messing up your moment. Right in the middle of the scenes. The beginning, very first scene of the entire movie. Those two, two kids, kids, yes. Coming to check into this house. They, they have one of my favorite quotes. So. I won't say the quote. But Squints from The Sandlot is one of those kids. No yep.
0: way! Oh my goodness, I didn't realize that. That's, yep. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, favorite scene Kerrigan hires, all, you know, when she finds out there's ghosts, she hires an exorcist. Mm-hmm. Who, um, nice shout out to the exorcist scene with the green vomit all over the. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, you know, was something I didn't realize back in 1995, but his head's turned around. And then she hires Dan Aykroyd's character from Ghostbusters. I love that scene. Um, another one of my favorite quotes we'll get to in a second. And then she has a demolition crew, and yes. those things together, is like the montage of her just trying to get rid of the ghost, are hilarious to me, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love them. So, uh, definitely contenders on my favorite scene. I love the scene where they go through the little uh, contraption, the uh, the up and atom, yes. where she goes through the, the trap door and the secret door, and. Um, they put the toothpaste on, and then they put the shaving cream on, and there's a little bow tie. And just mm-hmm. I love little scenes like that when they, you know, it's like a little roller coaster, yes. and you get to see every
1: moment of it. To mention that, that scene exactly, uh, Erica was watching this, and she was talking about how she wished that back then that they would have done a ride at a theme park, because I guess it, Universal owned Yeah, and Casper. it would have been perfect. They had a section, I think, whenever I looked it up, like Universal in Florida and Hollywood, had like a Casper area when the movie was coming out. We could see like some behind the scenes things and showed how they did some of the parts of the movie and had some stuff from the movie. But talking about how cool it would have been for this to have been like a roller coaster ride, almost like the Haunted Mansion at Disney World. Yeah, uh, it would have been the similar way. And then you know, of course, you could have thrown in other parts of the movie with ghosts and other stuff happening in there too. But how cool that would have been—just that little ride right there—it could have been an awesome ride at a theme park.
0: Absolutely. Um, do you have any other favorite scenes?
1: I don't. Uh, I think. You know, honestly, there's a lot of really funny moments. You know, like I said, we've touched on a lot of the emotional and sad parts of this movie. There are a lot of really funny moments. The Ghostbuster, Dan Aykroyd one, especially now being older, watching it again, it's just a part that you just love because it touched on your childhood. You know, you didn't have movies that interacted within each other's worlds back then. So to see something like that, it was just a funny touch. Uh, there is another scene where the he first meets the uncles and they go inside the dad's body. And he yes. looks in the mirror, and he has these random... Mel Gibson, uh, Rodney Eastwood. Dangerfield, Clint Eastwood. Uh, I did read that um, Steven Spielberg actually did a scene. What, but he was cut. But it got cut, which he was okay with, because I don't think he cared to see himself on camera. But uh, it was just a cool scene to honestly I'd forgotten about until we were watching it last night.
0: All right, well, that was a very noble thing you did, Kyle. Oh, yeah. Um, you fulfilled our greatest dream. And, you know, I want you to know that I'm very, very proud of you. And for what you've that. done, I'm giving you your dream in return. But just for this afternoon, okay, we're going to talk about favorite quotes.
1: All right, you've talked about mine briefly—not the quote, but the the character. Yes, the priest that comes in at the beginning. <laughs> piece of cake. Piece, piece of, of kick. Crumb, piece, piece crumb cake. Piece uh, <laughs> of crumb kick. Uh, that's my favorite. One of my favorite lines. I quote that all the time. And Erica, <laughs> when I said it last night, and I don't even know that I quoted like as the movie, but it's like, oh, it's a piece of cake. Piece, piece of crumb, crumb kick. kick. <laughs> And it's like, Erica, it's like, now that you say that, like, I do remember you saying that all the time now. Like, you just randomly say See, that.
0: I used to quote that one, but the next one, the Ghostbuster,
1: who are you going to call? Someone,
0: Someone else. else. I yes. still use that one to this it's day. Great. Like, uh, random, like, kid will come up, like, Coach Creech, I hurt my leg. Well, who are you going to call? Someone else. No, mm-hmm. I don't do that. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's absolutely a quote I love. Um, just those funny cameos. Um, one that, uh, I was going to use for our transition, but, uh, I decided to save it for the actual, um, actual section here. Whenever, um, he, uh, Kat mentions that he, she wants to look date nice for the Halloween. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Harvey's like, honey, I think it's time we sat down and had a little talk. And she's like, it's a little late for that, dad. he's like, how late? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, oh, don't worry. Not that late. I'm like, way to slip in a little, um, under, you know, underage, uh, whatever, uh, To a kid's audience, okay? It's like Um, one of those shreds. Way to just, you know, shove that in there and hope we don't notice. Well, I didn't notice Mm -hmm. (laughs) until today.
1: Um, Let's see. There was one. I don't remember exactly who said it. It may have been Kerrigan. Um, But she was fussing with one of them. She's like, you spiteful. Well, no, I think it was uh, Dibs. Mm -hmm. When Casper was, like, whatever, doing, he said, you spiteful spook, I'll knock you into the next world. (laughs) And it's just, I think he has almost like a British accent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny.
0: Um, One that I cannot quote all the way, but it's memorable. It is Dibs. Uh, He's talking to Ghost Kerrigan, who is like, wait, you're not going to bring me back to life? You're not going to give me the, you know, and... He's like, you can haunt me all you want, but it's gonna be in a great big expensive house with lovely purple wallpaper and a great big green carpet and a little dog called Kerrigan. Yes. And then he used the B word just like you. I've got the power, I've got the treasure.
1: (laughs) You started quoting that when it came up. It's like, Coach Creek's gonna have this. No, I've got the power. I've got got the the power, I've got the treasure. Uh, I had one more, and this goes back to the emotional standpoint. Whenever they're dancing, and she's not really – I don't even know if they're dancing quite yet, but she's not sure who this guy is. Uh, and he just whispers in her ear, like, can I keep you? Yeah. Um, and then it's just yeah. that emotional moment. like, And it, you get that, too, because Casper knows like this isn't going to last. He's about to turn back into a ghost. Um, it sounds weird and a little bit odd, you know, with the wrong context or whatever, but it's an emotional moment whenever he says it during the movie. Uh, just whisper kind of saying, can I keep you?
0: I've got a couple of others. Um, this is Stretch talking um, at breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to modify the quote a little bit. What the heck do you think you're doing, Bulbhead? This floor used to be dirty enough to eat off of. Yep. <laughs> and he's down there sweeping all the junk, going, just going mm-hmm. right through him. And then um, this one, like when, I didn't remember this one from childhood, but I saw it this, uh, this afternoon. Casper, whenever Cat moves in and is in his room, there's a girl on my bed yes, yes. <laughs> it's like still kind of reminding us Cass are still a young preteen teenage mm-hmm. um kid so it's not inside. even like
1: it's not a sexual way it's just a matter of like that cool like i don't know just being that age again because looking at it from an adult mind you can think the wrong thing i think but thinking it from like a childhood thing you know how many times did you dream of having like your crush just in your room like hanging, yeah, out, just hanging out together yeah absolutely. it wasn't anything bad that you're like overly no. thinking about it's literally just like oh my goodness we're here. We may hold hands. Like, oh my gosh. Like,
0: oh, absolutely. And then I have one last one. And it's just like, as cats walking out to go to school, drop
1: dead. And then Stretch's like, too late. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, there's a lot of like great comebacks that the uncles have, like quick one liners, uh, just comebacks that they have in general. Uh, I don't know. It's too much to quote, but just it's a lot of fun just to go back and look because if we quoted all of them, they kind of be out of context. 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 And they really wouldn't be that funny. Uh, well, we're coming to an end? We're, 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 Closer?
0: yeah, we're jumping into, um, I don't really have a funny quote for transition no. here. Um, you know, we'll, we'll look into and find our treasure, which may or may not be a Duke Snyder, um, baseball, <laughs> you know, his favorite player mm-hmm. from the Brooklyn Dodgers, but we're going to jump into some fun facts and trivia
1: and Kyle, I will let you go first. All righty. Um, fun facts. I think I've already like hit a couple of my big ones. Uh, did Gee from the Mighty Ducks and Kid from Sandlot. Uh, another one was this was the first movie that had a CGI character as the lead character.
0: Yes, that's a great fun fact. Um, it, in terms of how far technology had come in ni- you know 1995, I mm-hmm. mean Jurassic Park came out two years earlier, mm-hmm. but it
1: wasn't the main. The T Rex
0: wasn't the main character. Casper, it, the, the His name is in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's the actual main character.
1: Um, and I feel like, you know, it goes right along with the uncles, too. Like, they probably share a decent amount of screen time as well. But um, just to see it, too, I always love to go back to stuff like this and see, like, does it hold up? Do I really believe that Casper's in that room? Or are they really talking to each other? Does that really work? And it does. Like, you know, I feel like you could go back to some movies and it's just you, you feel that separation there. Uh, but I was reading online about how they did some of the scenes, and back then they didn't have the stand-ins and type of stuff that you have, like, say, for the Avengers now. With Rocket or Groot, where you have somebody standing in. Yeah, wearing the little the Hulk, CGI yeah. costume. Yeah. You don't have that, but instead they had like tennis balls that were on the, like, the end of like a pole where it was just kind of a reference point where they were know to look at. They, were, they didn't have anything in some scenes. They just knew to look in a general area. Uh, I can't imagine how hard that is to really do a great job acting to something that's not even there. But like I say, it's convincing enough. That the CGI still holds up well enough that you truly believe that he's there in the scene with them.
0: Um, Fun fact that I have, uh, while today, Casper, is considered a Halloween movie, and that's why we're doing it in the month of October, it actually opened in theaters in May of 1995, which is, yeah, I mean, great marketing there, Casper. Um, Another one that I have is the house that was used for Whipstaff Manor, also used in the Backstreet Boys' Everybody Backstreet's Back music video.
1: That's funny. Yes. Uh, It's funny you say that song, too. Uh, I was at work Friday, two days ago, I was at my by my door filing things and my boss comes down the hallway singing that song. So it's a funny connection, but he's singing like everybody. And I heard him all the way down from his office to mine. So as he passes my door, he literally says, Everybody and I'm like, Yeah and <laughs> he just dodges me you're straight into the bathroom. He like he forgets and acts like I never said that. But I did see that. I saw that I don't re- honestly remember that music video. I wasn't it's one of those things where Baxter Boys, NSYNC, Hanson, all those as dudes who we are now, we know those songs. We know them by heart. We Back knew them. Then, we
0: knew them then too, but yeah, we were too cool to actually admit
1: it. So it's one of those things. That, like I don't remember all of it. I remember, you know, In Sync. You know, where they're like the mayor, the dolls, or whatever in the movie, or the music video. But I don't remember a lot of the other music videos. So, uh, any other facts? What else you got?
0: I don't have anything else. Actually, oh, actually, I do have one more. Fatso. Mm-hmm. The voice was Brad Garrett, who was the brother on Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes, I did see and that. And I didn't realize that until you know I watched the movie and I recognized the voice. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that is him. That is Brad Garrett.
1: Uh, the only other thing I had was the effects for this movie it took two years to do. Whereas in you know the CGI and stuff now, we have a lot more advanced type things. And still stuff takes you know, a couple of years. But back then, in order to get all the characters, to get all the stuff you're looking at, what you see in the final film, it took two years to actually film it. So, if you're thinking, you know, Jurassic Park came out two years before, you know, probably a couple of years to do that as well. Uh, but, yeah, that was my big last ones. Cool. you have a quote to lead us into this final category? I do. Okay. Just a got? couple
0: of things, though. Don't pick up the extension every time the podcast gets a phone call. Mm. French fries are not a breakfast food. No. And don't ask the podcast to wear a T-shirt under its bathing suit. Especially as a dude. Well, That's very uncomfortable. That's very uncomfortable. Let's jump into why you would even ask your daughter to wear a T-shirt under your bathing suit. In
1: know. unanswered questions, I was wondering the same thing when I watched it. I was like, "Why underneath? Like, why?" Like, I, I know,
0: I know, dads and teenage daughters can al- always be some kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. But even as you know, like a single parent, I don't think you would ever think to do something that stupid.
1: Well, he's a little crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he is. So, um, what are your unanswered questions, Kyle? First
1: one you already kind of mentioned, but. Is that priest from the beginning of the movie whose head is turned backwards? He's still alive.
0: <laughs> I don't think he is because he's like,
1: oh, it's a piece of cake, and <laughs> he's just of like, cake,
0: and it's like, I'm waiting for your head to fall off. Um, which, but he
1: just keeps walking out, like
0: he which, walks off. That leads into one of my unanswered questions. Okay. Okay. So these ghosts go through people and things, yes. but only when they want to. That's true because these ghosts have the ability to kill. They do. Um, like they shot like a shotgun off in the bar, and it actually hit the ceiling and went through, and came down on the bar patron who was sitting yeah. there. Um, but you know, Casper was telling Cat uh, early in the movie, "Can I hurt you? No. Can you hurt me? No." Well, that's not exa- exactly true because Casper literally drags her out the window, and yes. drops, drops her, and then picks her up. Um, these ghosts are super dangerous. I mean, like they are. H- how much power do they actually have? And if they have that much power. Why haven't they taken over the world so far?
1: This is another unanswered question, though, for me. If they can go through anything and do all that, how in the world can they be sucked in a vacuum and be stuck? Exactly. Like, you know, that was a dangerous thing, even to the fact she was running around with a dirt devil as, like, her, you know, protective weapon. In case they popped up, they could have sucked them up. But, you know, the dad sucked them into this vacuum cleaner, and they're stuck fighting each other. Uh, If they can just phase through things, why is that such an issue?
0: Another unanswered question I have... Kat's class votes on holding a Halloween party at her house. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody mentions what a huge imposition that would be. She literally just moved. just moved. She has literally been in their lives for less than two minutes. And you know what? The, the teacher gets her name wrong. Harvey Kathleen is what he yes. calls her. And then all of a sudden they're having a party at her house. And what's
1: better, too, it's not like the kids are like, okay. like The teacher stands with all right, well, let's take a vote. So literally the teacher's the one that says, hey, let's take a vote on whose house we should go to. And...
0: Yeah, and I, I also have issues with the one black guy in that class talking all street. Like, yo, let me hit you with some facts, Mister Whatever. Let me. Th- w- she has a space with all this extra room. Why don't We just have the party. Like, come on, dude. No one talks like that. Come on.
1: To be stop, fair, he's probably stop, cast that way. Stop. So. Yeah,
0: stop typecasting. I know. Nineteen ninety-five. We have not come to where we are now. But it's like I'm looking at him like, okay, he's the only black guy who has lines. Why are you? Um, yeah, just to be fair, if, our teacher was black if, as well. Okay. Two, okay, so two guys, but, but it, neither it, one they it, gave a great character. No, no, no great characters.
1: Um, the only other thing I had is okay. Evidently, Casper and the Ghostbusters share a shared universe.
0: Yes, I, I do like that.
1: So I, I mean, it's not necessarily a question, but at the same time, you know, does Slimer and Casper hang out because Slimer's is technically a good character for the most part in those movies. So, so
0: uh, other unanswered questions I have: uh, the way ghostliness ties to amnesia. Yeah, but only sometimes. Because, you know, Casper, not remembering his death is like a little subplot. But when Kerrigan comes back, she hasn't forgotten her lust for wealth and power. That's true. And then she Dr. Harvey comes anything. back and doesn't recognize his anything. daughter. But then Dr. Harvey and Cat's mom, or Dr. Harvey's wife and Cat's mom comes back. And apparently, maybe she's an angel. That's why she can she remember. She looks different, though. She's um, not like a ghost She's ghost. not like, you she know, looks you looks like see cor- you know, through her. Um, I just pick one and stick to it. Mm. Um, yeah, so. Um, I think that is... All I really have, I do, you know. Want to touch on the fact that, you know, I think we mentioned already, the implication that Casper possibly drove his father to insanity is just kind
1: of sad. Yeah, um, and the fact that he doesn't get it either, like yeah. he doesn't know that that's what happened. Um, we did have a few things online this Hang on. week. I want to oh. hit on this one more time. Hit it. I hit, hit it
0: earlier. It. It's an unanswered question. Okay, Casper did this really noble thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he was gonna be, he was gonna come back to life, so he could be a real-life person with, you know, the girl he's crushing yeah. on. But then Dr. Harvey dies, mm-hmm. and so Casper does that noble thing, lets him be regenerated, reborn back into life. Um, so he gets rewarded with five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> of, isn't that worth at least
1: a little more time? I mean, well, what What was the guy's name, the actor? Um Devon Devon Sawa. Yeah, I mean, at least he came back looking, you know, as a team Bop character, you know, for the. It, five it, just, it
0: really bugs me. It's like, okay, he could have been back to. life. He could have been super selfish and been like, okay, I'm going coming back to life. Super sorry, me and this girl who is now parentless, we're gonna live happily ever mm-hmm. after in my big giant mansion. He's um, just like,
1: you know, he's still a ghost. Like it's gonna turn
0: into an episode, or you know, the the um. The uh, movie Black Snake Mom, just without Samuel L. Jackson. I just see like <laughs>
1: Casper like in the machine, and like obviously like you're like, oh wait a second, like and the dad's over there, like pull my finger, and Casper's like, you know what? He he goes through, the, hits the button, and flies back through that thing. Yes. He's like, All right, sorry that that stinks about your dad, but here I am.
0: <laughs> One more thing that sure. I that again, I'm just thinking of these off my head. What was in that little red liquid that allowed them to regenerate ghosts into actual humans and why aren't you reading through that old man's notes to find out how he did it so you can bring more people back to life? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't buy Well, this is the only thing we have left because they had it in the machine, they took it out, and Casper was an egg, and then they somehow brought, brought him back to be a ghost. And then, like, I'm sure that guy has notes.
1: He probably does, but the fact, too, you, and it's all connecting a little bit here because you're talking about that. Evidently, he did, his dad did know that that was his son haunting the house. Because he's trying to do this so his son can come back to life to be a boy. Like, he did all this, all this creation.
0: So he had it all. Why but, didn't he? But if he went
1: crazy, he may have only <laughs> had this one thing before he died. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't, that's, it wouldn't, th- that's something that
0: bothers me. Like, you clearly had all the ingredients to bring Casper back to life then. And it's been sitting dormant under, you know, whatever for the last 50 maybe years Maybe it had so. to ferment. 50 years of
1: fermentation. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's a good year. 95. Fair, good
0: year. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about social media people.
1: Social media. Chris Rode, he jumps in. Literally in the, literally in the nick of time. Yes. <laughs> he says his memory is having to sing a memory this way for eighth grade graduation. So he was also, he graduated with me. Uh, yeah, that was about it. Anybody from our class, so 2000, 2001, you probably sang that at least, maybe other years. Uh, Don Hayes did a little meme that says uh, a favorite line of hers What's Cat says, you guys are disgusting, obnoxious, obnoxious creeps. Thank you. Um, and then <laughs> Tiffany Woods, Melody's mom, chimed in again with this one. Also, she did the little scene where, or did a meme or the picture, a gif of the hands going through each other. But then she also said, I love this movie. I cried so many times. Um, and it really is like there's a lot of emotional moments in this movie. There's a lot of funny moments in this movie. And then there's a lot of crazy crap that happens in this movie but um yeah i still say good movie you know for classic for 95 type movie
0: fun nostalgia to i would caution showing your kids unless they have a basic understanding of what death really is and depends on how comfortable you are with you know characters casually throwing around the b-word
1: <laughs> that's true <laughs> because
0: they use that word a little more than i thought they did
1: but to be fair like and not to be fair like as an excuse not a to lot be of, fair but <laughs> not to be fair but a lot of movies from the 90s are a lot more like that. If you go back and watch them now, well, the Sandlot, stuff. The Sandlot the uh the first Mighty Ducks is a lot that way. Uh, it gets more, more kiddish as the years go on, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, either way, on that note, special plates in our hearts. Yes, plates, yeah, we keep special them plates on plates in our cabinets. Well,
0: if there's one thing that I've learned from this, it's always kick them when they're down. Always. And this podcast is now six feet under. What a shame. Hmm. Um, let's. Uh, Give them the social media spiel on how they can connect with us. Uh, find us on Facebook.com slash WhatTheWhatMedia. On Instagram, WhatTheWhatMedia. And on Twitter at WTW underscore media. And we're going to keep talking about this. By the time this one comes up, we might have a YouTube page up. At some um, point. It'll encourage point, me to finally get off my butt. At some point. I know we've been uh, pushing it pretty hard the past few episodes. Uh, so make it's sure like you like check hint, that. Hint, hint, Kyle. Hint, hint, do, Kyle. Do Kyle. I'm waiting on you to do the work here. Um, so, Yeah. Uh, you got anything else for us, Kyle? Maybe in two years you will have been to nine schools and eight in different nine cafeterias. Hope but not. you won't well remember Brown anyone's name. Um, but if that's not the case, I will see you next time we record. Uh, next time, I believe, do you know what we're doing? I don't. You haven't told me. I haven't told you. you made it,
1: we made a list. Am I, a list. Am I
0: supposed to tell you?
1: Yeah, you're usually good about that.
0: Let me pull up the list real quick. You want to fill in the space while I do that?
1: Yeah, while he does that, folks, I want you to remember me this way. Just remember me this way until the next podcast.
0: Next podcast will be favorite Halloween TV episode. So to nice. be specific, these are regular television shows that had like, mm-hmm. a, episode, not so not like a, a Halloween themed episode. Not some special, not a Halloween special or a Hall- um you know whatever. This is a Halloween themed episode. Um, I've got to look back on or some ma- stuff. maybe like a scary themed episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be next week. So nice. nice. I
1: have some ideas of what yours may be, but I won't go I've, there.
0: I don't. I'm glad I you have, have I, I, I have I, I, one. There's one that I think we've talked yeah. about in a previous podcast have, so that may already make the list. I may leave it off since we talked about it. It might make my honorable mentions, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's, it. All, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. We're excited. Uh, just make sure you share this podcast with people. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google play and Podbean.
1: And one thing else I'll throw out there, we've had a lot of great response on social media. Uh, it would be awesome if instead of just liking pictures and posts, if you also would respond because we'd love to have your answers. We'd love to have some you know, other sides because me and Eric relate a lot on these things. Uh, so you see a lot of similar responses, but then it would be cool to see your responses. The, the, so feel free to chime in. We'd love to hear from you.
0: The great thing about that is it's not you – know, me and Kyle can talk forever and never and ever. Um, but it's really cool connecting with people who – Honestly, we may not have connected with either ever or in a long time. Sure. And if, you know, if you've known me and Kyle for a while but we haven't talked and you see the, that we're posting stuff on social media for the podcast, jump in. Yeah. It'll give us a chance to reminisce and maybe even a chance to reach back out to you.
1: Honestly, Chris Roden, like we've talked about a couple of times. I hadn't seen him in a year or two, and all of a sudden here we are. We've hung out as, since this podcast has started. We talk a lot more frequently. So, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Love to reach out. Definitely let us know. Uh, and you have any other ideas that you'd love to hear us talk about in the future Yeah, be
0: be on the look on our Facebook page and our Instagram page and even our Twitter page because we have an open slot coming up in a few weeks Yep. where we were going to do X-Men the Animated Series but I want to wait until the Disney Plus channel comes out so I can refresh my memory on some of the episodes in that series so that gives us an open date and we don't know what we're going to talk about so we're going to leave it up to you Uh, so be looking out for that post whether it's already come out or there will be another one out but Comment. Comment on what you want to hear us talk about, and your, you know, yours may be the one that we uh, end up going with. Yeah. So that's all we have for today, folks. Alrighty. Make sure you stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, even if that pillow is Casper. That's true. And we'll see you next time on What the What. what the Bye. What?